Welcome back to the Den Mothers podcast, everyone. You're here with your Den Mothers, Lauren and Camille. Ding! We are talking today about something so close to the heart and so close to the genitals. <laughs> yes. Couldn't be closer to the genitals. Couldn't be closer to the genitals. We are talking about being blinded by sex. You're blinded by it. You you're don't know that you're in love. love. Blinded by the dick. <laughs> yes, you're blinded by that big D money. But before we get into that, just wanted to remind you all that we drop extra bonus content on our Patreon constantly. We just dropped another bonus Q&A video. I think that's number nine. So if you miss us throughout the week and you are sick of only having one episode a week, come over and see us at patreon.com slash the den mothers. You can join our very important Wolfpack community for only $5.55 a month. You are supporting your den mothers and you are receiving extra bonus content and the chance to win a two-on-one session with us every month. So once again, that is patreon.com slash the den mothers. If you're wanting to join our VIWP. is launching on March 15th. Yes. And what that means for the Den Mothers is that it will be launching two days after me, Camille's 28th birthday. Wow. Whoa. I can't believe it. I can't believe you're going to be 28. I woke up this morning thinking about it. Last night I got in the shower and I have a glass shower door so you can see through to the mirror and I was just looking at myself and I'm like you are 28 you are almost 28 years old that's a lot of years (laughs) it's just kind of weird because it sneaks up it's like at one point you're 22 23 and nobody is younger than you or doing anything cooler right and then all of a sudden you're just kind of living your life it happens around like 24 25 it, it kind of like 25, you turn 25 and then all of a sudden you turn 28 or 29. Remember when I was 25 and I had that freak out? Yes. I had a meltdown and I was just like, I know what this means and it means that I'm going to be 30 in a snap. And at that time you were really anxiety ridden about getting older, remember? Yeah, I was. I worked and through you, some of that. <laughs> you did not like it when I would talk about that I was going to be 30 soon. No, I don't. I still don't. You know what? I I kind of love the idea of getting a little bit older now. The craziest part for me is that from 25 through 20, now I'm about to turn 28. So my 25th, 26th, 27th year, those three years, I got married. I switched careers. I moved to a new country. I've now gotten a divorce. I have almost been separated from my marriage for a year already. No. No. There's no way. No. When I think about it being March, that means it's almost May, which means I've almost been separated for a year, which is so psycho. That's crazy. Oh, it's insane. I feel like I, I know that this was a collective experience, but... Last year was the longest and shortest of my life. Both. Both of them. <laughs> Man. 
Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've been 27 for so long. (laughs) So long. I feel like you have been too. Last year, like, because on your birthday, on your 27th birthday, you moved into Lake Arrowhead, into our guest house. With you, yeah. When I tell you that I, it feels like that wasn't even me that owned that home. Like, to think about the fact that that was only a year ago makes me, makes my toes curl. It's just too weird. But I feel like I've also been 27 for so long. This year has really dragged on and I'm ready for 28. I feel like 28 is my year. Saturn return, baby. (laughs) Yes. That is so exciting. Yeah. You're spending your 28th birthday in Tulum, which is where I spent my 28th birthday with mom, the famous 28th birthday. The famous 28th birthday. Yeah. So in honor of it almost being my 28th birthday, Lauren (laughs) is going to tell the story of her 28th birthday experience slash fiasco. (laughs) And... Then next week, I will talk about my 28th birthday. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is really exciting. This is a really good one. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes when we talk about stories, I can't believe we haven't told the wolf pack the stories yet because we've been recording for close to two years now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm just really starting to get my storytelling honed in because I am a storyteller like that is my favorite thing to do is tell stories especially because I do feel like I've lived a really kind of like things happen to me that don't really happen to other people and not in like an I'm better than you way just in like how the fuck could that happen to somebody like how does this happen I don't know it's so unique also okay I feel like we should discuss just briefly the fact that you're in right now a random library room that sort of looks like a classroom. Yes. <laughs> I am recording from San Juan Penitentiary. And no, I'm just joking. I'm in a library and probably speaking in a weird tone because it's so echoey that it's like my own voice is bouncing off my ears. But because of where I'm staying in Washington, we have satellite internet. So we've said this before. We have been trying to record and we just can't because I will say something, then Camille will respond. And 10 seconds later, I get her response. So it looks like I'm drooling. She's stone-faced. We just couldn't get it together. So episodes have been weird so Lauren's sound might be off today but at least you're able to see our videos because last time we tried to record she looked like a little blob of a potato (laughs) yes (laughs) all right 28th story okay so I had mentioned I think in our last episode that the most pivotal time of my life was when I broke up with my ex. Remember, I'm like, that was really what changed my life. So that was in April of 2020. In October of 2020, I was turning 28 and literally had no money, like paying off all of this debt, had no money, didn't give a shit. I had to go to Tulum. I just knew it. I was like, I have to go to Tulum. I'm feeling it. And it was really the only place you could go during COVID and just kind of be a little bit free. Mm -hmm. 
So I decided that I'm going to Tulum no matter what. I pack my bags. I call my mom last minute and I was like, mom, you're coming to Tulum with me. Let's go. I had taken her when I lived in my van. We met in Canada and we went and had like a fun Canada trip. And so I convinced her. Yeah. So I convinced her. I'm like, mom, we're going. We're absolutely going to Mexico. I'm like, you're not going to be telling me what to do. I'm running the show. You just follow me like a little duck and I'm going to dominate you and just take you through customs. We're going to check in at all the hotels I want to stay at. You're not saying jack shit. It's going to be my trip and you're coming with me. It's going to be so fun. Okay. So we get there and I had never been to Tulum. So it's my first time. I didn't even know about the little town area that we ended up living in later. Yeah, it wasn't super Instagram famous yet. Like it is not right. yet. Yeah, yeah, it was getting there. Like there were people I knew who had gone to Tulum, but I just had never even seen a place like it. I just thought it was the most beautiful place I'd ever seen. Yeah. And so we go and we check in at a hotel called Diamante K. And I still love that hotel. I still love going there for breakfast and stuff. But so the thing is, is that we got this suite for our room and it had a private beach. It was beautiful. This bungalow, private beach, like gorgeous luxury bed. And then around the back of the hotel room, we had our, you know, private bathroom, but it was open air. So the top of the bathroom was up to the sky. You shower Mm -hmm. in the sky, you know, it's really beautiful, but you're definitely outside. And so didn't think anything of it, thought it was so amazing. We go about our day. I wake up the day after we get there and it was my birthday. I do my little, you know, photo in the door, my naked photo that I always do for my birthday. And mom and I go to a cenote. So we get to our first cenote. And the second I get there, I see this really hot guy. And I was just like, oh no, this isn't going to be good for me because I had been on a four month sex hiatus. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we really end our 27 year in the same exact way. It's crazy. Yes. So I had been not having sex and writing about not having sex. So this was when in my blog, like major blog days where I was writing every single week about how I was doing on my sex hiatus. I was also on OnlyFans. So it was like this hypersexual time, but not allowing for penetration. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I saw this guy at the cenote and I thought, today is the day that I'm going to break my four-month sex hiatus. Yeah, I was like, I am so horny and it's my birthday. What better time to do this? You know, it's happening. So I'm cognizant of that, that I'm there with my mom. Anyway, I talked to the guy. He's single. He's hot. And we make plans to meet up later maybe just for a drink for my birthday I know what that means I was a freaking you know one drink yeah one drink so the day goes on and I tell my mom I'm like you know mom I think it would be really fun if I could maybe go on a date with this guy later would you mind if I tuck you in and just go out for a little soiree so she's like yes oh my god you have to go you have to go he was so cute you have to go and I'm like okay I'm going so later he comes to the hotel. He, mom, and me have a drink. We're sitting, having a drink, 
mom met this. Mom meets him twice. Was he foreign? He spoke Spanish, but he was from Texas. So he was American, but I, I don't know if he had dual, but he was a Spanish-speaking American. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. But with really cool tattoos, whatever. So, so he comes, we get a drink. We walk mom back to the hotel room and like put her in her hotel room for the night. And we're like, okay, bye mom. We're going to go for a, you know, on a date or whatever. So he picks me, he gives me a helmet and we hop on the back of his Vespa. So now I'm my second night in Tulum on the back of this hot guy's Vespa riding into the night. And I had never been here before. And if you've never been to Tulum, there's just like an essence about it where you feel sexy and like you can rule the world. It's just like, it's everybody, yes, it's like, everybody's a little sweaty. You're glowing. Mm-hmm. There's just sex in the air. The Copal's burning. Everything's sexy. Everything's sexy. So we're driving and all of a sudden we realize that because it's COVID, even in Tulum, everything closed at 10, at 10. So there was nothing, nothing, jack shit open, nothing. So he pulls his Vespa over to the side and he's like, come with me. And we start walking in toward the ocean. Well, it's a full moon. So it was bright and beautiful and the skies were so clear. All of the stars were out and we start going on a walk on the beach and all of a sudden he like starts making out with me and we land sort of on these massage tables that are there for the tourists during the day. And yes, I'm that, I was that slutty at the time. I end up having sex with him. Bingo, bango, bongo, right there. We did use a condom. I was so proud of myself. I'm really proud of you for using a condom. Oh, I was psychotic about a condom when I was single because I'm like, I'm not going to let this Mexico penis inside of me. I have no idea where you've been. I always call it frat dick. If the guy is under 25, I call it frat dick. Like, I'm not letting your... I think he was like 24. Oh my gosh, that's my type. Yeah. So I'm like, get your frat penis away from me. I don't know. I know that anybody who's giving you the opportunity is getting your raw penis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're closing in on the end here. So we have sex. It's whatever. I don't even really remember it. We go into the ocean now and skinny dip in Tulum under the full moon on my birthday. And we're like frolicking around, skinny dipping, making out, having the best time ever. We get out of the perfect ocean and walk back to the massage tables, have sex again. And then at this point, I'm like, okay, I look over at my phone to check what time it is. And I had about 17 Missed calls, text messages from my mom, my sister, my sister's ex-husband, my stepdad. And the text messages are saying, why would you leave your mom in Mexico? Are you crazy? You left your mom alone in an open room? Where are you? What are you doing? So I'm like freaking out all of a sudden, trying to get dressed like, oh my God, my mom it's like all these crazy calls from her. So we get on his Vespa. He drives me back as fast as we, as he can. I jump off of the Vespa and run inside 
and I shit you not, mom is standing in the room burning a little tiny piece of Palo Santo that I, she must have found it in my kit or something. She's in there like trembling, (laughs) burning a little piece of Palo Santo. And she's like praying. She's like, bring bring my baby back. Yes. She was saying, bring my baby back to me. Like, bring my baby back to me. Trembling. You don't understand. So I walk in and I'm like, mom. And she's like, oh, oh my God. She's like, what the hell? Where have you been? You you left me. She's like, I was going to get murdered. She, dude. Oh my God. She had fully convinced herself that some natives were going to jump over the infrastructure of the bathroom, break into her room, and attack her and kill her in the night. I was literally gone for under an hour. It was under, like, the whole thing. So, anyway. She had called me. And it sounded like she was going to get murdered. We were in California at the time watching Lauren's little dog. And mom called us crying hysterically saying she went on this random man's sofa (laughs) and she left me alone. She was making it sound like they were staying in some like shared hostel. This, this place they were staying is like top tier on the (laughs) deep. So stunning. So stunning. Dude, she is just crazy. It was totally rude. To be honest, to be honest, that place was a little bit like a labyrinth. So at night, they don't have any lights because of the turtles. Because the uh, yeah, because of the turtles. So it was actually pitch black. Don't get me wrong. It was really pitch black. And she couldn't really find her way around. I don't know why she left the hotel room. Maybe to like ask somebody a question. I don't know. But anyway, the next morning, I told her, I'm like, I'm never speaking to you again. You completely hijacked my birthday. Like I was finally having a nice time after my breakup, just allowed to relax and receive some sexual interaction. And now you've absolutely destroyed my experience. Why would you do this to me? And you involved our whole family. So now I've been publicly humiliated, you know, like people think I just leave mom in Mexico. So anyway, the next morning we're at breakfast and mom like pulls on my clothes. Like she pulls on my shirt and she goes, that's him. That's him. And I'm like, what are we talking about? Who? And she points over at this guy and she goes, that's the man that I saw last night. He's the one that I was talking about that I was so afraid of. And I look at him and I'm like, mom, that's the security guard. He's the security guard for the hotel. He's been here the whole time we've been here. He's the security guard. So needless to say, this story was so it's like it stays with our family forever about when I abandoned mom at like an open air hotel. Dude, that is just so ridiculous. I know. It's I know. So ridiculous. But you had sex. Was yes. it good? I don't really remember it. I wrote a blog about it, so I'm sure that we can we can attach it if you want to read how I wrote about it on the day after or whatever. Cause I definitely wrote sex hiatus broken. 
I want to read about that too. I feel like that was in, was that in 2020? Yeah, it was 2020. That is so crazy. That was almost three years ago. I know. We moved hotels after that. (laughs) Because mom was terrified. Which is totally fine. I mean, honestly, I can understand because I get so worked up. I am a I am a very fearless person when it comes to like taking chances in my life. But if it comes to me getting in my head about the possibility of being murdered or attacked, I could actually make myself die just laying in my bed thinking about how scared I am. So I understand. I have that quality too. It's just at the time I had no empathy for her because I was so pissed that my night had been ruined, you know? Of course. With what wait, what are we gonna call this man? We'll call him salad dressing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Salad dressing, if you're out there, you were a part of a great, great night. Yes. So funny. I never told him that I, I don't think I ever told him that I wrote that blog, but. Did you ever talk to him again? Yeah, I did. I saw him again. This is one of those funny things. We're talking about being blinded by sex today. And I've talked about this in different contexts before, but sometimes when you have sex with somebody, you will get totally blinded by it and be kind of obsessed with them. I feel like I got obsessed with him for like four days when we were there and like wanted, I'm pretty sure that we, we did, we did. We had sex again. Also outside. We did. Oh my God. We did. We did. We had sex again. You had sex again a couple times. Isn't that so funny how that can happen? Like you really can have sex with somebody and pretty much convince yourself that they are your soulmate and supposed to be your husband when like, it doesn't make sense at all. (laughs) No, it makes no sense. And you're kind of like, am I crazy? But also you want to believe that your intuition is leading you in the right direction. (laughs) (laughs) It's not your intuition. It's just that we have something that happens when we orgasm. And I swear, it just puts those rose-colored glasses right on. I'm not even going to give him that. I don't even think I orgasmed. I would have been shocked if I did. I mean, I don't know. It was like on a swing, like a massage table. There's just no way. There's no way. That is so fun. Oh, my God. Maybe I need to be having sex here. I don't know. I think you know what you need to be doing. You're doing great. I know. It's not like that was blowing me away. I could have had just as much fun making out with him. And instead I let him enter me. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Someone entering you is really nerve wracking. Like I was thinking about that. I'm like, am I going to have sex on my 28th birthday? And then I'm like, man, the thought of somebody entering me right now just sounds so scary. It is scary. Yeah. I, I just don't feel like that's talked about enough. Men are kind of just putting their penises on things, but women, something's really inside of you. <laughs> yes. You're, I mean, that's why when they talk about sacred sex, it's like, it's pretty sacred. Imagine somebody just like, I don't know, anytime a penis is inside of you, it's a pretty universally explosive experience. Like that yeah. is the full expression of the divine meeting with the full expression of the feminine and you're creating like life force. Energy, radiation. 
I think I was trying to think about a way that a man could understand this. And I was going to say, imagine somebody putting their hand in your mouth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or up your butt. How vulnerable that is. <laughs> yes. I, I um, am writing a part right now in my ebook about this, just about how you don't realize that when you're just having fun sex, especially if it's with, you know, I don't know, somebody that you know or something, but after you've had a lot of dicks inside of you, you kind of have to do a cleansing ceremony on yourself because it's like, geez, you have so much energy that's been, that's literally penetrated you through the lingam, like the lingam right into your urine. Center. Yes, that's the center. That's the very base of your chakra system is like right there. There we go. God. Yeah, you kind of do need to do a cleansing, don't we? Yeah, so I'm writing the whole ritual right now for my my ebook. I'm so excited about my ebook. And I'm actually accidentally plugging it right now, but I'm going to keep going. I'm so excited. This thing is going to be really long. I'm like, maybe I should have held back and published it as a real book, but I'm stoked about it. It's like two years of coaching knowledge and 10 years of sexual education knowledge packed into one book. So I'm really excited. It's going to be available soon. Oh my God. I can't wait to read your book. We're going to link Lauren's email list sign up again because she's not as active on social media right now, but she's dropping the ebook soon. We're going to add it in the show notes so that you can be on her email list and be the first to know about when the ebook launches. Yes. I'm so excited. Okay. So my weekly update is that I am closing out my year and I am feeling better than ever. Wow. I've kind of gone through the ringer a little bit with spaces that I've moved to in Tulum. My first place, the pool wasn't working. And then my second place, there were a lot of bugs and it was kind of dark. (laughs) (laughs) And then I moved to Playa del Carmen and I loved it. I loved my little spot there. And then when I moved back here, my new spot was right next to construction. And I knew that moving in, but I signed a six month lease because they said the construction is going to be done close to December, end of December. And you're going to have full access to the pool, blah, blah, blah. Well, the place didn't end up, it's not even close to done and it's March. So it was two days left in February. And my landlord wrote me and said, Hi, Camille. Rent is due in the next two days. And this is not, I've been complaining. They said construction was going to start at 9 a.m. every day, and it was starting at 7 a.m. every day. So I couldn't even have my sacred morning practices. I was constantly writing them saying, This is not okay. This is not okay. And when he wrote me that about rent being due for March, I said, I'm not paying another fucking dime to live here. <laughs> You can use my security deposit as my rent or give me my security deposit back and I'm moving somewhere else. And he asked me, he said, can I come talk to you today? I'm like, yes, this is on February 28th. He came in and he said, you've been so patient. I have a new place for you. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. 
So within eight hours, we went and looked at the place. I said, 100% yes. The lighting is beautiful. There's a beautiful rooftop pool, infinity pool overlooking the jungle. There's a great gym. There's a little clubhouse where I can go get snacks. There is a bike rental. There's like a little garden in the middle. There's so many little spaces for Rudy and it's cheaper. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. So this past week, I'm not kidding you. I've been filled with so much gratitude. It feels like love is shooting out of my chest. (laughs) (laughs) I can feel it. It's basically melting my computer screen. Yeah, it's melting your computer screen. All my friends are like, you are just radiating love like I I am I feel like I'm radiating love I feel so happy to be alive (laughs) that is fabulous yeah I feel like I put up with a lot of places and really tested my patience and was really patient still stuck to my meditations did all my shit and now my last couple months here I was given this incredible little space so I feel really happy. My 28th year, I, I feel like this past month for me is one of those moments. I don't know if anyone listening watches The Office, but the very last episode, Andy Bernard, this is not a spoiler, but he says, I wish somebody would tell you you were in the good old days before you're out of them. And I feel like this little phase of my life is one of those good old days parts. So I've been like really emotional about it. Yeah, I just feel so good. I have the best group of girlfriends out here and we're just going to brunches, going to breath work and yoga ceremonies and meeting each other to work and all working on our businesses. And, you know, I'm just having a lot of fun. I just feel so happy. Oh my gosh. Well, that is just wonderful. Yeah, it's so wonderful. So I feel really excited going into my 28th year. And we'll just see what happens. We'll see what my 28th brings. I think it's going to bring a lot of dick. It's going to bring a lot of dick. (laughs) I think that that is the missing link here. You are so filled with love. I do have to tell you that when I met Shane... And this is for those of you who are listening to. This isn't just me telling this to my sister. I, honest to God, was the happiest I had ever been. Mm-hmm. I was in Tulum. I literally felt like love was shooting out of my vagina and out of my heart. I was like, I had the best friends at the time. Like, I really felt so connected with my friends and was totally totally like on cloud 600 and then Shane was my friend you know but then when he came to see me in Tulum he was just like literally blown away by my love like it's it was shooting out of my chest onto him he was having full crying like he was just crying and I'm like oh my god like he could feel it one day we did a meditation and I opened my mouth and an angel flew out I'm not joking I we were meditating and I was like and my it it like broke the china in the room and Shane was just sobbing I mean you can't make this shit up that really happened (laughs) do you know that I've been chanting in meditation just opening my mouth and letting stuff fly out yes 
And the voice of an angel is coming through, isn't it? Yes. Yes. I'm telling you, sis, you're very close to meeting someone. I can feel it. And this is what happens when you dedicate yourself to yourself. Is that love shoots through you and it mag it's magnetic. Love is really shooting through my body. You know, I feel so grateful that I've taken this much time by myself. Yes. I'm seeing people, I'm making out with people, I'm doing some fun stuff here in Tulum, but also I have just been prioritizing me, 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 me. And I feel so grateful that I'm doing that. I haven't let anybody else's energy come into my space. Right. a single sleepover with somebody like I have really just been sitting with myself every single morning prioritizing my health my rituals my fitness and I I just posted a TikTok on this yesterday because everybody keeps telling me like in Instagram and in person and on TikTok like you're glowing what happened you're glowing what's going on and I'm like I'm not kidding you I have had 10 full months of prioritizing me. Yes. Saying fuck you to anything that doesn't feel good and doing everything that my body needs to feel like this. And I feel like everybody can tell. Yes. Of course they can. It's shooting out of my nipples and my (gasps) face. It's shooting out of your nipples. You know what? I feel like this is a really good time to go into our topic because it our topic actually really relates to this because so often when you come out of a breakup or you've been single for a while and you've placed so much value on finding a relationship, when you start having sex with somebody and it's good sex, it is really easy to be blinded by the sex Um, even if it's not great sex actually dude amen I think it's just a physical connection that people are wanting because you're feeling lonely and you're not feeling fulfilled and so it happens people will go and it's like oh my god I'm having this amazing sex and now all of a sudden you're in a full-blown relationship with this person And you're 27, 28, 29, 30. And then it's like, well, geez, we've been dating for a while now. I guess we're just kind of going toward this goal. Now we're living together, blah, blah, blah. No, you might just be blinded by the sex. And that's kind of a really hard thing to admit. Yeah, it's happened to me more than once. It's happened to me more than once. I understand it because even now (laughs) I am touched or kissed. (laughs) You're ready to get married. I'm like, I'm ready to have sex every second and let's just get married right now. (laughs) Yes. But you know what feels good? And I'm not, this isn't saying you can't sleep with somebody the first night and it turns into my ex-husband, it was literally a one-night stand, and then we ended up getting married. Yes, it, was- it happens. It happens. But I feel like I'm in this phase where I'm newly dating, and getting to know people without having sex first is really important because there's no pressure. There's no, like, 
okay, he does this, but we have the most wild sex. It's like, no, he does this and it's actually unattractive. (laughs) Right. Okay. Okay. Imagine this. We have been talking shit about purity culture forever. We've been saying (laughs) this weird Christian ideology, like we're totally against it. And now I'm pretty much the biggest advocate ever for no sex before marriage. (laughs) Or just until you're really in love. Like it's, I'm, and I'm obviously joking. I've had so much sex before, you know, whatever. But all I'm saying is that in my relationship with Shane, we were already absolutely in love saying I'm in love with you before we had sex. And our relationship, we've been together for a year and a half now. Yeah, August will be two years. So we've been together for a year and a half. And sex, our sex drives can go up and down, getting on and off testosterone, being in the midst of major life changes. And it's, it feels really good to know that my relationship with Shane with or without crazy passionate sex all the time is the most solid, beautiful, like our relationship is so strong, dude. And I feel like that's because I was not blinded by sex when I was falling in love with Shane. Yeah, it was an actual connection. And I want to make something clear here. We are not saying that sex isn't important in a relationship. Sex of utmost importance as well. I really feel like if you do not have a crazy burning sexual desire for each other, that also isn't working out. Right. What people say about marrying your best friend, I really can see that as being true. When we get sucked into a really physical relationship at first, I think we're blinded to a lot of the red flags. And if at first, just for a little while, you're not having sex, you actually base things on emotional intelligence and how you feel with them rather than just having a great sexual connection. It's just a completely different relationship. Mm -hmm. I have had had bonds before with men that are purely physical. And all of a sudden my brain is like, you can totally marry this guy. Oh my God. And if I now, now where I am now zooming out and looking at every other little thing, a relationship with that person made absolutely no sense. It's just that the sex was so great. I actually was blind. (laughs) Dude, I'm not exaggerating. I consider myself to have been in a relationship with one of my situationships only because we had such crazy sex. Like if, if he had said, even though I knew this person cannot be your partner, like I literally had imagined, like, could I go on a walk with him and my mom? No, like there's absolutely my grandma's house. (laughs) No, like absolutely zero way in hell. Could I hold a conversation? No. But we were having the best, like the sex was just so crazy that I literally considered doing the most. Like I would (laughs) fantasize about him asking me on a date, (laughs) like because I was 
totally just in the situation where I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Like, this is. I have fantasized about people just texting me first. Like, there is <laughs> no if sex. If oh. sex is good. It's so awful. And I actually kind of want to wrap this to a point, though, that's a little bit more serious. As a woman or a person receiving, honestly, anybody, we cannot mistake sex for effort. Mm-hmm. When we do that and we think, oh, we have the best sexual connection he or she gives me so much. The problem is that sex ebbs and flows throughout our lives. When the sex is not there, there needs to be other ways that this person is fulfilling you other than through penetration. And if you are in a relationship where that is mostly the effort that your partner puts in something physical and it goes away, it can be really shocking and really upsetting because you start to realize that there's kind of nothing else other than the physical attraction. Mm -hmm. It's happened to me before. And trust me, it was, it was really tough to have yeah. to come to that conclusion. Yeah. Especially when you're really deep. <laughs> when you're in it deep, it's a tough realization. <laughs> crap. crap. Yeah, it's crap. But it's hard because we get, as our our innate primal nature is attracted to sex mm-hmm. and all it's not the most important thing. Are you mentally stimulated by your partner? Are they putting in conscious efforts to better themselves and better your relationship? Are they offering you exactly what your boundaries and your needs desire, even if you're changing throughout your life? Or are right. they just good sex? Like, right. it's blinding. It really is. And it's, I think it's what's also important to realize is how much happens when we're having sex. Like our hormones change. You're feeling so good. You're getting dumps of serotonin and all of those cuddle hormones. You're feel good. Like it feels good. And because there's another human being there, that connection feels nice. So it's like, okay, we're feeling so connected. But if the whole base of your relationship is sexual, like you said, Cammie, it can just really, really suck <laughs> later if it's not there and you kind of have to figure out other things that you love about each other because it really is the truth. And when that sex isn't there, then all of the red flags that were kind of muted before become really obvious. And now you don't want to have sex even more because you're like, ew, I don't even, I don't know what, what happened here. Yeah. You know? Yep. That can really happen. As a person that is recently entering the dating field, I will just tell you that it has actually been really fun for me to get to know people without penetration and working up, whatever, making out. I'm kind of a makeout queen. But there's also something really exciting about not having sex with a person for a little while because that initial connection and tension and build up and having to 
emotionally stimulate each other without sex is, can be really exciting, more exciting than sex. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to encourage other people to do that because I feel like this is new for me. I would typically just, if I'm attracted to someone, okay, one date, whatever, I'm having sex. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm a super sexual person. I love yeah. physical, physical touch, physical connection, but there is something so fun and intimate about getting to know somebody without actually having sex. I mean, and- the only example I have of that is with my now fiance. I I'd never had that before. Yeah. And if you're wanting, like needing to have sex with the person so quickly, I always wonder kind of why, you know, mm. like back at me now, it's like, was that just a way to connect with them because we had no other type of connection? And I'm not, of course, we're still fun. We're in our 20s, 30s, whatever. I'm not talking about random hookups. When you're really getting to know someone, it's like, are you trying to put on your best show being like, look at me, I'm really good at sex? Or, you know, we have nothing to fucking talk about. So all we do is make out. Right. 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 Like, if you know you're going to have sex anyways, just wait a little bit. It's fun. Yeah. And I think there's a distinction here, too, because I know a couple of people who had one night stands and then ended up marrying the people. Like, you know, whatever. And I think there's a distinction between when you're drunk or whatever and having a one night stand, you're not expecting necessarily for that to be your husband. And so it's kind of this like, oh, wow. Okay. We're really attracted to each other. Blah, blah, blah. Let's try to get to know each other. I'm talking about when you're like kind of serial dating, like you're going from breaking up with someone to like immediately having sex and having another relationship and then immediately having sex and having another relationship or having sex and attaching to these dudes who do not deserve your energy. Like there's a difference. Our energy is sacred. So when we're having sex with people and then pouring our energy into the possibility of that guy being the guy, it's a waste of fucking time. It's a waste of time. And it's a waste of your energy to be pouring back into yourself for how can I show up in my queen form so that I attract a king? Because that doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. There's a lot of conversation now on social media about like, you deserve the best. You deserve it. You have to kind of work to deserve the best or else you're going to keep having kind of medium people if you're a kind of medium person. Like if you want to really call in your best guy, it's time to start showing up for yourself and not just letting every single person enter you because you felt a little bit horny or like you should, and maybe they would like you after that. Thank you so much. Snaps for the statement because I know that I've done that before. So I'm speaking of experience here. Yes, me too. Yeah. I know you, it's not like we're just saying like, you guys do this, but I know how many women do this because We've both done it. I experience a lot of women who do this. You have sex and immediately you feel like you're starting to plan your family with the person already. Literally putting your first name with their last name thinking, could I be Lauren Gutierrez? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Being like, 
they said that they love to travel and we're going to be traveling together. Yes. This is something that I've done, you guys. This is something me too. This is embarrassing for me, but it's also embarrassing for all of us because we we keep being blinded by dick because it's obviously it feels good. Like Lauren said, it's actually changing your brain chemistry. You're so turned on. You have so much serotonin. And all of a sudden you're thinking about the names of your babies. Zoom out, y'all. Without the sex involved, this dude is a fucking loser. Yes. <laughs> yes. He is the bartender at your local watering hole and he wants to be for his whole life. He sucks. And he didn't even text you the day after you had sex, which is just such a slap in the face. <laughs> yeah. Like he... Yes. He didn't say, text me when you get home to you. He didn't care if you got home. No, he didn't care if you got home. He didn't even want to use a condom because he doesn't respect you. (laughs) He doesn't care. He just wants to get his willy wet. And you are a great, you know what? It it really sucks. It really sucks because it's different having a pussy. It is because we really do set the standard for the next generation. It's a freaking responsibility to have a pussy because if you just keep having sex with anybody who wants to have sex with you, it's telling all of those guys who shouldn't be getting laid that they can be however they want to be and they'll get laid. It's fucked up. We've done this to ourselves. It's not good. We are the treasure chest and they think they have the treasure, but you have to say... What treasure belongs in the chest? Yeah, and let's all, I'm talking to myself too here, y'all. I'm single, okay? I know what I start to look at when I haven't had sex for a while. And I'm like, that person's hot. And it's like, that person sucks. And they're a douchebag. And you know, they're just having sex with everybody because they're hot. So I understand that. But let's require a little bit of effort before we're having and this isn't talking about like Lauren said there's the one night stand saying you're out you're having fun you're you're flirting you're making out you go back to the guy's house okay this isn't that's not who we're talking about I'm talking about when you're dating and actually dating for love when you're dating for marriage we need to be requiring more effort before we're letting people sleep with us I know He's not inviting you over to his house to watch something and you're like, oh, he's cute. He's planning something. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. He's not planning anything. You're old enough to deserve a fucking proper date. Dude, I used to. (laughs) What? What? Tell me so I can be embarrassed for you because I've done worse. I can guarantee. (laughs) No. It's just that they're. There are people that I have slept with more than once where they wouldn't even make the effort. Like we both lived downtown. They wouldn't make the effort to come over to my house. No. I would have to go there late at night. (laughs) It was really sad. Like that person sucks. And I'm, I'm so mad at past me who just, I mean, it is a curse to be this horny as a woman too. Like I could not be doing what you're doing because I, my pussy literally turns inside out. I get so horny. I, it literally starts doing things that I've never seen before. 
<laughs> it has to have something inside of it and it can't just be a toy. It has to be the real deal. I believe it. Okay. So that's, but I'm just letting you know. That's fine though. The thing is we have to make the designation between being horny and wanting to have sex mm-hmm. and then having sex with someone and convincing ourselves that they're your husband. It's a cycle and it's screwed up. It's not yeah. for our mental health. It's not good. It's not good. Gosh. No. We need to be welcoming, especially my age, you know, like late 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever. If you are wanting to settle and you're actually wanting a relationship at some point that carries over to a family and stuff, you have to give it enough time to where you can see somebody's qualities. Okay. Yes. So this is the good, this is our takeaway. Yeah. Give it some time, girl. If you're going to go straight for the sleeping with and straight for the like, okay, we're living together now. I'm like making plans around him. Oh, give it some time. Give yourself some time. It's going to feel good to be really excited and be spending every second with him, but really tune into your body. Start now while you're single and really tune in because are there little red flags that he says about how much he likes to work or that he games a little bit or that he, you know, little things, little things. Like I'm trying to think of a bunch of, does he really like cars? And you really don't like cars. And he's wanting to do this all the time. Is he super How cheap? Spend time? How yeah. does he spend his money? Like, is he really cheap and you're kind of a bougie bitch and you don't care? Or is he super bougie and you're more modest? Like, how does he, what are his interactions like with children? Does he hate the idea of being a dad and you think that you're going to change him? Like, these are all things that need to kind of be there. What's his relationship like with his mother? Is he in love with his mother or does he just respect his mother? Like, are you going to be competing with mama? Are you okay with that? Like, there are so many things that can be red flags. Do you hate how he dresses and he's super stubborn about it and he refuses to put on a shirt that you think he looks good in? Red flag. Like flag. If you keep asking him to do little things and he does the opposite, but he seems kind of stubborn and pompous about it. All I'm saying is if we give ourselves time to weed out those little imperfections before we have sex, it's easier to cut off a relationship and not form a bond. Yeah. Once you have sex, those things are so easily pushed to the back of your mind. I know. And I am telling you when the sex goes away, because at some point in your life, the sex is going to go away, whether it's after six months, after a year, after three years, sex, not completely go away. I'm talking when sex ebbs and flows. Those little things that you should have been paying attention to are going to drive you fucking crazy. You're going to want to take a dump under his pillow. Yeah. You're going to want to like (laughs) do bad things. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to do your shit. So take off the blinders. Yeah. We are working for effort and we are weeding out the red flags before we let some idiot who watches, watches TV 24 seven enter us. Okay. 
Yes. And it can be, you know, a lot of things. There are some really great men out there who are not your man. There are really great men. Really good point. Because I just think it's important to say, like, just because somebody's a good guy doesn't mean he's your good guy. Uh-huh. Uh, you'll know. You'll know. And it's harder to know if you're with good guy having good sex. You know, we're just saying, listen to the pussy. How's she doing? What she's saying? And also listen to the heart. Tap into the heart, tap into the pussy. Something that has really helped me is sitting with my pussy and talking to her. I love that. There are phases of me feeling super horny. Of course, I want to just go out and have sex with somebody. And also tapping into my pussy and my heart. I'm like, actually, that's not what I want right now. It's Mm. not... I want to get to know people. I want to have good friendships. I want to, yeah, kiss a little, be taken out, but be taken out. Like, I want to be treated like a fucking queen with the next person I'm going to be with. And I'm giving myself the space and the energy to heal from previous stuff before I continue into something beautiful. And I feel like that's what a lot of us need is time and sacred, sacred rituals with ourselves. Mm-hmm. I love that. Anyway, we'll see anyway. if I have sex going into my 28th year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd love to hear some voicemails from you. You can now leave us a voicemail on our website and tell us something about when you've been blinded by sex or if you have any questions about being blinded by sex and we can answer them in a Q&A. We might answer them on a episode. Yes. We are now going to answer voicemails on an episode. We made this promise last time. We're going to do a voicemail when we get them per episode at the end and respond to it. If it's a question, we're not just going to, you're not just going to be sending us a bunch of voicemails that are like, hey, we love you. And we're going to be playing it for the Wolfpack all the time. Right. On our Instagram, but we mostly want to hear your questions or your hilarious stories and have our reaction from them. Yes, please give it to us real. If you're not knowing where to send us a voicemail, you go to our beautiful new website at thedenmothers.com. You can buy us a coffee. You can find our Patreon, find our social media, and leave us a voicemail. We love to hear from our wolf pack. If you're listening to this episode and you're already going to screenshot it and send it to your friends because you know that one of your friends is one of the people who is always blinded by the dick, go ahead and post this right on that instagram story as well tag us we love to expand the wolf pack we feel really grateful for everyone who supports us already and we can't wait to continue building this we love you wolf pack we love you wolf pack thank you for being here each week ow ow